0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back into the Auburn Live Modcast. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Got the whole crew here as Auburn gets ready for Sanford this weekend. 2-0 and o Tigers getting ready for homecoming, which is always weird. Third week of the season being homecoming. It used to be later in the year, and ever since they moved it to earlier, it's just it's odd, but at least they are literally coming home.
0: Um, how's everybody doing? Pink, Jeffrey?
2: Rolling with the punches.
0: Hanging in there. Hanging in there. I've been trying to fight this cold for like two weeks now. My boy. It's,
2: it's lingering, dude. I had it. You got the yeah. vid?
0: Do what? So you got the vid or what? Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. Who knows?
2: You'll never <laughs> know unless you go get it. Maybe I.
1: Man, I've got I'm not doing that anymore. No we'll cool. no. be all right. Um, all right, let's get into let's we're gonna talk about the game, we're gonna talk about some topics, but let's do um prize picks as always. You just start things off great sponsor the show.
0: Let's get into some prize picks.
2: <laughs> hey, I hit big last week. Did you? I did. Me too. Did you? Yeah, I did. All right. <laughs> I got and, the top. Uh,
0: 325, Jeffrey, is what I got last
2: week. Interesting. You um, did you uh, play in the
0: combos? I did, and I did a sixer. So I did. Point. I did a threer.
2: I guess that's the threesome. Uh, hey, hey, Prize Picks. Though, if if you're just now joining us, man, you don't know what Prize Picks is. It is a um, it's a skill based game, man. You pick. You're picking more or less on some of these uh, some of these projections from the prize picks and guys. So they're, they're going to project, uh, you know, Bo Nix pass for more or less than 265 and a half. You pick more or less, uh, in Alabama, you got to play the combo squares, but everywhere else, man, you can pick, uh, just more or less, um, all the first time users, especially from this show, uh, PrizePix is going to match the first $100 deposit you put in there. So if you put in 100 bucks, prospects is going to give you another $100. bucks. you will have 200 bucks to start with. Uh, use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. War Eagle, go to PrizePix.com. our prospects on your app. That's where I use it. Uh, War Eagle, all, uh, one word, all caps. And then let's say, how does it work? You pick two to six players. And again, this is for everybody outside of Alabama. Al- Alabama pick, uh, you, they've got combo squares you can choose from. Uh, it's basically two players, so it would be Bo Nix and Peyton Thorne or whoever they have that week. Um, but you pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their prize picks possession, you can, price picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on an entry. I know I hit uh, on a threesome last week, and I think it paid – there's no telling what yours paid if you're yeah. doing a sixer. It's like a parlay, man, if you've ever been to Vegas or anything like that. But um it's a lot of fun, man. We we like to play it here this week. I was looking at some of the projections for this week, Justin. Um and I'm looking at combo squares, but let me let me let me, let me cat uh pack out of they got like Shadour Sanders. His uh, more or less is three forty one and a half passing yards. Uh Jaden Lewis. Jaden Daniels, I'm sorry, Jaden Lewis is an Auburn commitment. <laughs> they had I I tell you what, there were some passing yards. Florida, Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State. Those are the two big games in the SEC this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And uh, let's see. Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback, more or less, 226.5. Here you go. Graham Mertz. Now, listen, what what are we expecting from Florida and Tennessee? Graham Mertz, his passing yards, projection, 210.5 against Tennessee. I feel like Florida's going to be playing from behind a lot. I, I guess I haven't watched Tennessee. I watched Florida against Utah, and they looked. I, I'll give a shout to
0: to um, you know former teammate of mine, Austin Armstrong, who's the defensive coordinator at Florida. I thought they made some big adjustments. Okay. Second half of the Utah game, and, and didn't let them score. Um, so Florida's defense might be pretty good. You know they okay. got they got some of these guys that Auburn recruited, Scooby Williams mm-hmm. and and uh, Shamar James that are really good. So they may hang around with them. And, okay. And I'm not 100% sold on Joe Milton as Tennessee's quarterback yet. I think he's pretty good, but I want to see a little bit more from him. So I think it might be a close game.
2: Okay. All right, Graham Mertz is 210.5. His passing yards, Joe Milton, you mentioned him, Cole, Tennessee quarterback, 254.5 passing yards. Uh, Bo Nix is another projection. I thought that's interesting. I think he's passed for more than 300. Uh, he's at 284.5. They are playing Hawaii. Uh, so some good projections in there this Prize Picks this week, man. Y'all go check it out. Prize Picks, go look it up on the App Store. Uh, as I said, use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word. That'll get you a uh, hundred dollar match up to your first uh, in, in your first deposit. So uh, go check it out. Prize Picks, man. We'll uh, we'll check back with our and, and listen. If you'll wait till about Friday afternoon, maybe Saturday morning. Some of these later games on Saturday night, their projections will start coming in. You might see a Peyton Thorne. You might see a uh, Demari Austin or a Jarquez Hunter, something like that. So keep an eye on uh, the Auburn guys come Saturday morning, check back around, maybe lunchtime, just to be safe. They need to have okay. one. How many times do Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford swap? Oh
0: God, please. Yeah, good luck predicting that. Um, yeah, you mentioned Florida, Tennessee this
1: weekend. That's a night game on ESPN at 6 o'clock. That'll probably be interesting. I mean, Florida's losses to Utah, who's a good team, and Tennessee looked very meh against Austin Peay last weekend. So I think we'll know a little bit, a lot more about those two teams. And then you got, yeah, you mentioned uh, Georgia-South Carolina, 230. Oh, yeah, that's the one I like.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the great – that's the best game in the SEC. Yeah, it probably the be. best
1: game. A little, little bit of back and forth there. Kirby always looking for motivation you know, it's just like that oh, of guy. Of course, of course. South Carolina, I mean, it's so stupid. I think the South Carolina player made a comment about tough places to play, not even this week. It was like you're in media days or something, and he didn't mention Georgia, and somebody asked somebody asked him about that in a press conference, and, and Kirby uh, mentioned the kid by name. I was like, well, our fans were, you know, he kind of he challenged his fans, but, you know, like, well, you know, I guess we'll see 230. I guess our fans have got to go, you know, show up and kind of But that guy's amazing. Number one team in the country, and Kirby's always looking for ways to to act disrespected. Um, And then you got – yeah.
0: You know what's funny, Justin? Hugh Freeze, when he was in his presser earlier in the week, kind of downplayed the Jaden Ott comment. You remember when he did that? Yeah, Yeah, you know, I mean, he, you know, whatever. We don't get too into that. And then Eugene Asante comes up right after him and goes – yeah, Coach Freeze got in my face and was like, man, you know, you heard what he said, right? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he, yeah, he said he mentioned it before the game, but, um,
1: you know, I don't know. That stuff's fine. You still got to go execute. I think Auburn executed. I mean, I don't think they stopped the run because Jade Knott made some comments. But um, LSU-Mississippi State, 11 a.m., that's in Starkville. Mississippi State is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in that one. And then Missouri plays Kansas State. That is in Missouri. Missouri hosts Kansas State, so Missouri's got an opportunity there. Alabama goes to South Florida, really odd non-conference game. Alabama hosts Texas, and then they go to South Florida, very rare uh, road non-conference game for of that caliber. Normally, normally Alabama's playing Texas or Wisconsin or somebody big, so it's kind of an interesting game there at 2.30 on ABC in Tampa. A&M hosts La Monroe. Uh, Vanderbilt goes to UNLV. Of course, Auburn hosts Stanford. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech play in Oxford. That's 6:30 kick. Interesting. That might be an interesting game. Ole Miss's offense is pretty good. Arkansas BYU. That's in Arkansas. 6:30 on Saturday night. And then Akron goes to Kentucky. So we got one more week of these games. Conference yeah. for a few
0: teams, and then everything will get cranked up more next week. I think. BYU Arkansas is a sneaky one. I, I picked BYU on the board. If y'all didn't see that, the upset of the mm. Did Arkansas?
1: They? I, I remember that game last year. Arkansas went there and they went there and won, right? Did Arkansas go
0: there last year? And yeah, win? It, was, it was close. I think KJ Jefferson had a huge game against them. Yeah. If, I don't, if I remember correctly.
1: I'm curious to see Georgia Tech. I mean, un, you know, see if they've made mm. any progress with their mm. new their their new direction. They got a chance to show that they're kind of doing something there. But yeah, I think that Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, and Tennessee. I think South Carolina's getting smoked. I think from what you saw, that offensive line against North Carolina, Spencer Rattler's been sacked like nine times or something in two games. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's a lot. I think Georgia's defense is going to just make his life hell on Saturday.
0: Believe it or not, Georgia, um, the guy that I've met a few times, Brooks Austin that covers Georgia, I, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's always at the recruiting events. He's he's actually done a breakdown on Georgia's pass rush and said, you know, that has been the weakest point of their team so far, which that, that is mind blowing to me that they have not had a good pass rush so far. I bet they will have it against South Carolina if I had to guess. Yeah, I think so
1: too. I think so too. That one in the Florida Tennessee game will, will show a lot between those two teams. Um, all right, let's talk about Auburn Sanford a little bit. Obviously, Auburn coming off this, this win over Cal that was very, uh, uninspiring, but a win is a win um, as Auburn goes 2-0. and That's what Hugh Freeze said on Monday at the end of the day. I hope you're right in that we're 2-0, and, and that's all that matters. Um, let's talk about, I think, what the biggest storyline is, and that's a combination of the quarterback play and the play calling. But I think the quarterback play is an interesting topic. So on Monday, Hugh Freeze says, point blank I'm not happy with what happened on on Saturday in terms of offensive production but specifically I'm not happy with how the shuffling of the quarterbacks looked now he's like Robbie needs his touches he said that over and over again but he just wasn't happy with how that went I don't know that they have a solution yet he said we got to figure that out but but what happened Saturday is not is not is not good he came back on Wednesday and he repeated that but he also had some some more interesting comments and and they were one Robbie Ashford and Holden Garner are quote nipping at the heels of Peyton Thorn. I thought that was an interesting comment. The second part of that is he said, hopefully Peyton Thorn starts to take control of the offense. Those those two things he didn't say on Monday, and I, I just it kind of it kind of perked my ears up a little bit. Whether that was a challenge to Peyton Thorn through the media, or you know, I think Freeze has been pretty transparent looking at what's happened on the field. And you think about what he said, I think he's been pretty honest. Um, and I spoke to somebody inside the building that kind of said the similar thing, like Robbie and Holden do some good things. Peyton knows the offense best. But the gap isn't huge right now between Peyton. Basically, like Peyton needs to relax, get some confidence, feel like he's got some freedom, and go play. Um hmm. And maybe that's – you know, he's just – and that goes into a lot of things. Rotation, maybe that's affecting him. You think about what Freeze said in the offseason, why he named Thorn the starter when he did. Because Peyton went out in that first scrimmage and, and, and uh, felt pressured. And he he pressed. And he didn't play well. And Freeze was like, I need to name this guy the starter so he'll relax. And it feels like that's kind of what's going on now is Peyton's still not completely relaxed. Um Jeffrey, what do you make of of this entire situation, those comments, getting the best out of Peyton Thorne, rotating these guys? like What's just sort of your thoughts on this thing two
2: weeks in? I have always hated, loathed the two-quarterback system. I don't know that we've that – Saturday against Cal was the most we had seen of a two-quarterback system. Now, when I say two-quarterback system, I'm talking about Swapping them in and out depending on what down it is in the middle of the field, if it's third and four, fourth and three. We saw Robbie coming in. I hate that. If you don't have a quarterback, if Peyton Thorne can't get you in a play a run or run a play and execute a play that can get you the first down, he's not the guy. I hate that. I understand the importance of getting Robbie touches. He's a fantastic athlete. We saw that. The Robbie from the Iron Bowl a year ago, that guy, he needs touches. I I get that. Uh, It's just when and where? I mean, you know, and and the the difference between Robbie in the Iron Bowl and Robbie now is that Robbie in the Iron Bowl had the freedom to throw the football. He was a threat, both running and passing. Um, Most of his runs in that Iron Bowl were drop back, pass, take off, running. So there was There was defense respecting the pass game. He comes in now against the Cal. Of course, UMass couldn't do anything about it. It would be like you and me going out there trying to tackle him. Uh, But Cal had a little bit better athletes that could stuff him. And and I think he had, what, eight yards? Eight yards rushing? Yeah. On four carries? Yeah. I, I hate it. I, I, I feel like the Sanford game, you all come out of the Sanford game knowing whether or not forget, – forget Robbie and forget Holden. I'm putting Peyton Thorne in there, and I'm turning him loose. And I'm going to learn one thing or the uh, – one or two things. Either Peyton Thorne's my guy or he's not. But you've got to have uh, that decision made by the time you go to the College Station. Turn him loose. Let him – sorry, Sanford, you just happen to be the one. If it's 59 to nothing, I'm sorry. But we've got to get better if I'm Hugh Freeze. And we've got to get better. So I'm going to throw him 35 times this game. I've got to get him ready. Leave Leave Robbie on the bench. You know what Robbie can do. You don't know what Peyton Thorne can do. Put him in there. Turn him loose. Throw the hell out of his arm. His arm ought to be sore until Tuesday. Get Get rid of this. Uh, Robbie can help you. He can help you in certain situations. Absolutely. He can't. But it's, don't force it. And it's feeling forced. There you go. Turn him loose.
0: Um, I, I noticed y'all both used the word freedom when, when talking about it. And to me, Peyton Thorne, okay, you named him the starter, but I don't think he has freedom. Mm-mm. I wouldn't call it that. Well, like, and, it feels free. I guess for me it was like, does he does he? feel
1: like he's got freedom. No, I don't yeah. know how much
0: freedom is it does he feel like
1: he's got freedom.
0: No, he you can watch him play. He's he's tight as can be. He yeah. doesn't feel free. He feels like he's fixing to get changed out uh for Robbie and get thrown back in on the third down.
1: Right.
0: And it happened. All right. I wrote this morning in you know what to expect from Auburn's office. I wrote Ashford versus Thorne. Unfortunately there's a little bit of a battle going on right there because it's a, it's just it's just human nature. If you're a quarterback, especially, you have the mentality that says I want to be the guy. There's not many quarterbacks out there, and it's not wrong, in my opinion, to have that confidence. That that go I'm you know I'm good with sharing this role. I don't care if they celebrate. I don't care if they do their little handshake or whatever after a touchdown. They're not comfortable. Neither one of them. It's very obvious by watching them. Okay. Uh, I think the key stat from the Cal game, and I wrote this in there as well, was that the two red zone, of course, Robbie looked good in the red zone against UMass, but the two red zone scores came from leaving Peyton Thorne in the game. All right? It's not a question for me if Peyton Thorne can do this. He's thrown for over 6,000 yards in his career against pretty good competition in the Big Ten. It's not like he's coming from Sanford. All right, so I know he can do it. I've seen him do it. He's, he's thrown good balls. He's, he's had success doing that. You know, uh, he's been dangerous with the football and done some bad things too, but he's done enough to make me go, all right, this is not his first rodeo. What's going on here? And I think it's exactly what Hugh Free said about him in that scrimmage. He's pressing. That's what he's doing right now. If it feels forced, because it is. Yeah, and you look at that Cal game, 55
1: total snaps offensively. Well, well, I mean, Robbie had three pass attempts, four carries, at seven, and you know, he's, I mean, so 20% of those 55 snaps went to Robbie. And so, mm. the, what's interesting about Freeze's comments was, you know, and he knows better than we do, which is why I guess what he said Wednesday was kind of interesting. Peyton Thorne arrived in the summer; he didn't go through spring. He arrives the summer, immediately has to dive in to the playbook and the offense and figure that out, figure out personnel, goes through a fall camp, um, and then now he's played two games in which he played, you know, half a game against UMass, and then he plays 40, let's say 40 to 45 snaps is all he got in that Cal game. He threw 14 passes. Um, that's only, three,
2: only three down the field.
1: Yeah, that's it. So I'm um, – I mean, so his experience is, I mean, arrives in the summer, we're two games in, and of those two games, he hasn't even played full games. There's so much growth that has to happen with him that I think will happen that I was a, just a little surprised that Freeze was, not that Freeze is hard on him because he's said things that have been hard on him. And he said, like, hey, look, I love Peyton. Like, I I think he, you know, I'm, I'm going to praise him. I'm gonna, I think he's just. I think he's going to be really honest, and I don't think Peyton has an issue at all with how Freeze coaches him. I think Freeze is just straight up. Um, but the comment about Holden Gerner and Peyton Robbie being nipping at his heels, and then the comment he even said later, this thing will work itself out over the next few weeks. I mean, everything he said on that teleconference, combined with what on Wednesday, combined with what he said on Monday, everything he said made it sound like. Maybe Peyton's the guy, but we're going to find out. And I'm thinking, man, he just got here. And he's had no time to really grow and get better. I don't understand. That criticism seemed a little bit far. I think Peyton Thorne's going to get better. I was just surprised to hear that almost sound like a continued quarterback competition with SEC play coming, and that scared me.
2: Cole, I want to go back to what you said uh, earlier. You felt like like Peyton Thorne – uh, I think in the red zone they score the two, two two. You feel like Peyton Thorn can get a first down when they need it, when it's third and four, when it's fourth and two. Peyton Thorn can be in there. You don't have to put Robbie in there. That's why I say it feels forced. There, Robbie is such a good athlete that Hugh and these coaches are like, okay, well he's got to play. So where 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 is the right situation? Is it here? Is it third and four? Is it fourth and two? Is it down here first and goal from three? You know when is the perfect opportunity to put him in? Maybe there's not. Maybe you let Peyton Thorne stay in. And then if it doesn't work time and time again, if, it, if consistently it's not working and you need something to figure out a way to get those extra three, three or four yards, but don't you want to know if, if, if the offense can pick up that first down? Don't you want to know if the offense can score a touchdown with Peyton Thorne under center before you start running Robbie Ashford out there? Yep. I mean, that's the only reason Robbie Astrid is in the game, right? Because you think he can do something that Peyton Thorne can't. You think the offense has a better success rate with Robbie Astrid under center in these situations than you do with Peyton Thorne. Otherwise, why in the hell would you send somebody else out there? You think the offense has a better chance of success with with Robbie Astrid in this situation than you do Peyton Thorne. And again, Justin, like you said, Hugh Freeze knows better than us, so they've probably done this in scrimmage and in practice, time and time again, and maybe that's why they keep putting him out there because in those situations, in practice and in scrimmages, they've had more success with Robbie in the game. We haven't well, been privy to that.
0: I, I've been doing a case study on Hugh Freeze for a while now because I've always liked him. I've always liked his his style and his play calling, and you know me, I'm a nerd about that kind of stuff. So. I look back on some of these quarterbacks he's had, like Chad Kelly and, and Bo Wallace, and, and some of these names you know he had, Malik Willis. These are guys that came in with a chip on their shoulder, all right? These are guys that didn't care. They were resilient. They didn't care what you threw at them. It didn't bother them, and, and it showed in the games. Now, I'm not at all saying that Peyton Thorne's not that way, or Robbie Ashford, for that matter. I don't really know. I just know that it looks like they're both pressing. Like he said, I think that's the perfect word. Pressing, hmm. pressing to get something done, and, and, and by doing so, they're they're out of their comfort zone. All right. Chad Kelly, Bo Wallace, Malik Willis, the list goes on. They didn't ever look like they were out of their comfort zone. They were comfortable all the time. Made a mistake, and it didn't matter. We're good.
2: I'll get and, it next time.
0: And I always thought that was a reflection of Hugh Freeze and how he acts, and he's calm and comfortable all the time, it seems like anyway. Uh but I think the, the the difference here maybe with Peyton Thorne is that he was the guy at Michigan State, never in question. It was never in question. He didn't have anybody nipping at his heels at Michigan State. That didn't happen. He was the guy. He was in every single game. He threw for whatever, 300 yards a game or whatever he was doing, and it wasn't ever a question in his mind. Now it is, and I'm not saying he's not resilient, but this is brand new to him. Okay. He ain't used to somebody being thrown in on third down. He ain't used to somebody coming in and taking a whole drive, taking him out of rhythm. You saw in the UMass game, a lot of what he does is dependent on rhythm. He got in a rhythm against UMass and started hitting some throws that looked really nice. Take him out of the rhythm. He's not the same Peyton Thorne that I saw at Michigan State. Yeah, this
1: is, this is the quote. I'm going to read you what Freeze said because I, I even left out another important thing he said that just that surprised me. This is the quote. I do believe everyone in this building understands that you have to earn the right to maintain your playing time. That's every position, not just quarterback. When we move into these next few weeks, the picture will become clear as to, I think Peyton, obviously I've said this, he gives us our best chance to run the entire offense, and hopefully he'll start to take hold of that and showing that and improving that. At the same time, Holden and Robbie are nipping at his heels and wanting their chance too. These next few weeks, it'll play out, and we will know where we are, for sure. I mean, so when you start saying, "Everybody knows you got to you got to earn your spot," and that's how you start to assess the quarterbacks. I I just wonder how much of that was motivation for Peyton. Like, I'm gonna say, like, I hope Peyton reads this, and uh, or how much of that was just. Yeah, if he doesn't play well, we're going to go to somebody else. That was just, uh, I'm surprised that he said that two weeks into the season. I think it was kind of a challenge to Peyton, maybe a little bit, um, more so than, hey, if you don't play well against Stanford, I'm pulling you. But that just, that whole situation is just, uh, is just surprising. I'm sort of on the bandwagon of, Give Robbie his touches, but give him in either the either a third and two where you you know you've got where you're trying to run the ball. It needs to be very, very specific. I don't like Robbie getting snaps in the middle of the field or in in auburn territory that just doesn't that doesn't make sense how How are you going to say Peyton Thorn runs your offense the best, understands the offense the best and, and and put Robbie in at the when you're at the forty or something i just i don't I don't get that
2: I hate that and that's why everything my, I've been saying is justification my own personally my own personal choice of pick one dude i hate the two quarterback system and i especially anywhere other than rare instances I just yeah. want to see, and I think the quote was saying this: like we'll. To me, that says, man, we're we're trying to figure out where Robbie's going to help us, and we're putting him in at different <clears throat> different scenarios and at different times and different places. And it's just, man, maybe that's Peyton. You know, maybe leave Peyton. In, let's see if that works. That's why I would love to see Peyton Thorn play three quarters against Sanford Saturday, and play play the game as though it were 12 to 10. Every possession, it's a two-point game or something, and they're trying to score. I, I, I think Auburn, the team, the offense, Peyton Thorne needs that before they get into SEC play. They need to be comfortable and hold nothing back when it comes to Sanford.
1: Yeah, it's very much a get-right game. Like they need to start to get right us on that mm-hmm. offensive side with those quarterbacks. Like if
2: you haven't figured it out before uh, College Station,
1: it's going to get ugly. Up. Yeah, yeah. And then Georgia right after that. And, if you're, yeah. and you're not going to figure it out on the road. So then you're going to come back against mm-hmm. Georgia having not figured it out either. Most in likely. front
2: of a lot of recruits.
0: Well, when I hear him say he needs his touches, I think receiver, H back, <laughs> running back. Sorry, I do. Rodney you know, quit before that happens. Well, you know that would be on him because that that that's really where he could help the team, in my opinion. Um, but you know that, that this is the way they're going with it right now, and and at the end of the day, if, if you're not getting the job done, then. I don't have a problem with that strategy personally. And it sounds like we're being a little bit critical of Hugh Freeze's plan and game plan and Montgomery's and, and we are, but I also don't have a problem with the tough love of it. I don't have that. I I think that's smart too. Okay. It's just, you got to know your personnel. And I, and I think that actually put this on the board and this is sort of something that it's a little bit of a thought experiment that I'm doing here. Uh, Obviously Jeffrey, you and I talk to recruits and, and they are just raving about how Hugh Freeze has been so involved with everything, especially the guys that are committed right now. I mean he, he was a big reason for a lot of those, right? Absolutely. So a lot of effort was put into recruiting. A lot. And and, and it should be. I mean, how are you gonna that was that was the knock against Brian Harson. How how do you like how do you think you're gonna out scheme somebody without players? How do you think you're gonna do it? Explain that to me. Right? So Hugh Freeze is doing it the opposite way. I, I, I'm I'm all in on recruiting. I trust my coaches to handle everything. And, and his comments in the press conference this week told me that because he was like, you know, I need to be a little more involved in the offensive meetings. I can't remember the exact quote, but he said that, right, Justin? Yeah, he said he was involved with the defense a lot last week. He goes, I'm going to be more involved with the offense this week.
1: So, we'll, which could, you could read that two ways. You could read that as I'm concerned about the offense, or you could just say – Week one, I was with the defense. Week two, I'm with the offense, and maybe it worked out that way. But, yeah, I would say after what you saw in Cal, he feels like he needs to be in there more often.
0: Yeah, so that told me, you know, I've been on the recruiting side of things. Now I need to put my coaching headset on maybe a little bit more than I have been in in recent weeks. And and nobody's going to be upset with that. Nobody's going to knock on that. Everybody's very happy with the way he's recruited and should be. I mean, you have created a competitive team. At the end of the game against Cal, everything that wasn't working, it didn't matter. You had playmakers that you could go to. I mean, how many times have, have we seen a, that not be the case for Auburn? They didn't have anybody to go to. If if the playbook ran out, you're done. Yeah, yeah certainly the last couple of years. Yeah, no shot. But you? It's like, okay, well, you know, we recruited this fairweather guy, and he's matched up with the corner out there. Let's see what happens. Touchdown. Sometimes it's not that difficult. It can be real simple. It really can, especially when you have players. And, and I think that is why Hugh Freeze took the stance he did, and he was like, I'm going to be as involved in recruiting as I possibly can. And now he's saying this, you know, I need to be, okay. There, there's a, I call it a yin and yang. There's a yin and yang to it. There's a way you got to figure it out. There's, a, there's a, um, a ratio, I guess you could say, that he's still trying to learn in his first two games at Auburn. I mean, come on. There's still time. You know what I
1: mean yeah. No, there's, there's a ton, not just thorn you got freeze in, in, in trying to fit I mean, freeze is never not called plays right, so he's yeah. trying to figure out, okay, I hired montgomery and and, and Philip Montgomery's got a good track record, but I want to be involved, so how much how how much you know how 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 much should I be involved should i should I be more involved in calling plays or you know he, he i think freeze and he admitted that Monday he goes it's hard. I've never done this before. it's hard. He said he called three plays against Cal, one was the Fade to Rivaldo. Um, So he's trying to figure out, you know, how much do I get involved, how much I don't. But I'm with you, Jeffrey. I think that I don't know what they're going to do Saturday. If it were my preference, it would be Peyton Thorne plays at least three full quarters, no question, maybe into the fourth. It would almost be more of a pitch count. Like I don't know about quarters. Like he's getting – he's getting, you know – we're going to run up tempo, we need to try to hit 75 plays, and he needs to run 55-plus of them at least, and he needs to throw the ball 22 times or whatever. I would just set some things like he's got to do some of these things. Now, if the game starts changing, it's, it gets weird or something, You know, obviously do things within the game, run the ball, win the game, and all that good stuff. But there's got to be some things that he's got to do. And what you've seen from Peyton when he's been successful, the last drive against Cal and some of the good things he did against UMass Cole and I talked about this on Sunday, specifically that last drive against Cal, up tempo, back against the wall. He had to. You know, I mean, it was almost like, well, mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. We got to go win the game. And in a way, that can create pressure. But I think for Peyton, it maybe took some pressure off. Like, well, I have to. I have to. I can't. I'm not going to overthink it. We got to make these throws. And, and I think the, that he performs pretty well in those situations. And so, yeah, you got to go out there and let him air it out and throw and make decisions. There's got to be more of the RPO game. That's a whole other element of this thing that's, that's yeah. messing it up, is you have an RPO offense, and you're, you didn't run enough of it. Even Freeze mentioned that against Saturdays. We didn't run enough RPO. I can't even, I can't even really grade Peyton on how he did in the RPO, because we didn't do enough of it. I can't yes, even so. tell about his decision-making. So here he, you have a the, the large part of your offense, this RPO element, that you didn't even run for whatever reason, whether you don't trust him, whether you got away from it, and, and you shouldn't have. They gotta get back to some of these elements and figure out can we run the RPO? Can Peyton run the RPO? Can the receivers run the RPO? Can we do this or not? Let's run up tempo and do it and let and let this thing go a little bit for three quarters and let Peyton throw the ball twenty times and then start to make bigger decisions. I just what we've seen, you can't make big decisions on what we've seen and, and hearing Freeze be so concerned about the quarterbacks after
0: limited snaps, especially from Peyton, um, it's just odd. Justin, somebody in the media, I don't remember who it was, during the press conference asked him, you know, what do you think about the RPOs from how did Peyton Thorne handle the RPOs? Something like that. Literally before he could finish that question, freeze, cut him off. We didn't run enough RPOs.
2: Huh. We cut him
0: off in the middle of that question and yeah. said, we didn't run enough. So that that was really telling to me, especially the the, like, He's already been thinking about this. (laughs) Like he knew you were about to ask it. He's already thought about it. That's got to change.
2: You think that was a conversation he had with Philip Montgomery? Uh, Enough RPOs. Sure. Give me the sheet.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think he trusts Philip Montgomery as a play caller. And and by the way, just I've had to when I do the game breakdowns on this and, and the play scripts and stuff, I go to. I've been going to this website to to learn about some of these passing concepts they're running. Some of this stuff is pretty advanced. I mean, it's stuff that look, when I broke down Gus Malzahn games I knew everything. It was easy. Oh. I, I knew exactly what he was running. I knew passing I, knew, tree I knew was passing was elementary. I that passing tree was like curl, dig, block. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. not like that, right? <laughs> yeah, It's a lot more advanced. They're, they're actually hitting on some of that stuff. Peyton Thorne made a great read on, on the throw to Shane Hooks. He just made a bad throw. But the offense, I'm really not – I don't have a problem with the play, Colin. I think it's pretty good. I really do.
1: And I agree with you, Cole. I don't think – I I was going to say this on on a positive note. I don't think that there is an issue, from what I can tell, this is just my opinion. I don't think there is or probably even will be an issue between Fries and Montgomery. I think those two guys are quality human beings, quality individuals that don't have – when it comes to what they're trying to do, I, I don't see that being a butting head the way that Brian Harson and Mike Bobo butted heads from like the beginning. Um, I don't see that as this. I think Freeze brought him in. I think Montgomery is is happy with where he's at his career. He's going to call plays. Like I, I think those guys will either figure it out, but I don't see it as an issue of Freeze taking over play calling or them, that becoming some big issue where they don't like each other. I, I don't see that right now. I think – like I think they'll work together pretty well. It's just a matter of whether they're gonna figure out what the proper rotation is, or do we you know w- w- whatever that looks like,
2: but I did think... always an issue with Gus too, you know with him yeah. and Rhett and uh, it was right. always who's gonna call them oh, I'm not gonna call places. oh yeah, I'm gonna take it back over oh i'm not, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do oh this is what I was made to do I'm gonna call this is what got me here, I'm gonna call place. It was like back and forth every other year with Gus. yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't, I think, I think the, the thing that will probably keep Hugh from doing that, I think, I kind don't of know the future, is NIL and, and Portal and all these other things that you have to now do as a head coach. That might be the thing that keeps Freeze from jumping back into calling plays in a year or two. Is like, well, is, are these added things you have to do as a head coach that almost make it? I mean, there's coaches that do it, but man, uh, I, it, it's, really, it's really, really, really difficult.
2: You know, um, you, you brought up a good, great point, Justin. You're talking about the transfer portal and Auburn not really knowing where Peyton Thorne is. That's kind of what you get when you get a kid that arrives late in the summer yeah. to be your starting quarterback. This is you, you still don't know what you've got.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and Tosh Tosh hooks in there, right? He went in there in the spring. Tosh Guy Porter in there. He went in there in the spring. I mean, these are guys that you need to to play well that weren't that weren't in the spring or still trying to figure things out too. Tosh yeah, Jeremiah Cobb in there. Mm -hmm. still learning and and, 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 you know you just that's why I said before the season this team is going to look so different um late October November obviously when when the iron ball rolls down but this this team's going to look so much different and it should be a positive different it shouldn't be a negative different because there's so many new pieces um so I don't know we'll see offensively four turnovers that that obviously can't happen when we talk about the offense that that crushes your plays and your drives and I'm not going to harp on that. Let's see if that's a trend. For now, it's just a one-game thing. Let's see if that becomes a trend. Until it does, we don't have to we don't have to treat it like one. Um, Hugh Freeze thought the running game could have been a lot better if not for the turnovers and then losing a lot of plays. He thought the running game was pretty decent. Praise Jeremiah Cobb again. I think I think everything there. You just got to figure out the quarterback rotation, get some confidence there, complete some balls. The good thing coming out of that cow game. And I wrote that I still don't, I still think we need to take a step back from the defense, but there are some good signs there. Now UMass and Cal are not offenses that you can really predict a lot from. Those offenses were horrible last year. UMass was dead last last year in scoring. Cal was 96. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go overboard and say this Auburn defense is like, is, is something special but I did like that they stepped up and stopped the run against Cal. We didn't think they necessarily could do that. They did. And Eugene, Eugene Asante is got to be the revelation of this defense so far. I mean, we, you, you knew Donovan Cawthon was a good player. Keontae Scott, Marcus Harris, DJ James. You knew some of these guys were pretty good players. Asante is the one that, outside of good reviews in camp, you're like, well, hear good things, but, it, man, the way he's playing –
0: is a huge deal for that defense. Yeah, and, and just in all those factors you just mentioned, make me feel a lot better about the the win leaving California with a win because I I have been I'm not going to say scared to death because it doesn't affect me either way, but I you know concerned about that game for a long time, especially the timing of it
2: and, and all
0: all the weird things that that were about it. I thought the timing of it was really really bad. For, for what Auburn would be going through at this time. And, uh, yeah, well, you saw it was it was a weird one. Uh, I, I think they'll bounce back a little bit and, and get things cleaned up going forward, especially being back at home. I think this game's going to be good for Auburn. I really do. I think, I think the offense is going to look clean again because that, that, to me, is the number one thing they're going to work on. You know, we'll get to the explosive plays thing. Let's just get things clean. That's step number one this week and i think they'll handle it
2: was you clean
0: yeah it was even now okay it was it was even clean when he was putting Robbie in a couple times i thought it stayed Damn. clean he, some of his stuff was good uh by the way robbie had a 10 yard run a very good first down run um against cal is when they went with two backs it was cobb and hunter and uh or maybe Cobb and Austin. Either way, it was a, it was his own he, he got a good run off of that one. I feel like that should be mentioned. I feel like Cam Stutz deserves a mention, dude.
2: Uh-huh. He was uh-huh.
0: pancaking folks out there. Him uh-huh. and Dylan Wade. Every time I put my eyes on Dylan Wade when I'm watching back on the film, he is doing something good. Yeah, they're aggressive. Very rare that he's not. So I agree with Freeze that the run game was was absolutely working and, and was on its way to being a lot more successful had the turnovers not
2: happened. Yeah, I think I think Cole. That's why um, it was so disappointing to see against Cal was that UMass was so clean, and you're going, man, yeah, right out the gate, and then you get to Cal, and it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like this is complete 180 from what we saw seven days ago. Like, yeah. who, who are these people? Well, hey, look. And we've been talking about the play
0: call, but but turnovers, I don't care how good of a play call you That's are, right. that will stop it. You go yeah, ahead and turn like it over and see how easy it is. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the,
1: uh, where is it out here? Did the, you see uh, the stat
2: where a, a team on the road commits four turnovers and fails to pick up 15 first downs was a uh, zero or one in 162? Yeah. And, well, that, and well, that one was Auburn.
0: What did what did Free say in the press conference, Justin? I'm I'm barely remembering it. He, he was trying that, to quote that stat. It was like wow. a one in sixty
1: five. Or he was trying to quote that stat. There's another stat that's similar that was a team. The last time a team had two thirty or less on in offense, twelve first downs or less, and and turned the ball over four times and one was Troy in two thousand and one against Mississippi State. So twenty two years since somebody did that on offense and won a game.
2: <laughs> Again, I said this the other night, but. How do you think, how does that make you feel if you're a cow fan?
0: Right. I mean, my God, dude. Did you see the video from the cow fan? Just trash. I, could, I,
2: I couldn't watch it. I couldn't
0: for watch 10 it. 10 minutes. He just trashed Auburn. It. And all the cow fans were getting in the comments like, hey, I was at that game. Like, this is not true at all.
2: Auburn fans were great. <laughs> uh, no, imagine that. He's been a douche. He's been a douche, buddy, trying to look for fake a- news out of California. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, yeah, I thought somebody
1: replied. They were like, they were like, uh, I don't know, man, like, our school's got more astronauts. They are like, Auburn's got more astronauts than Cal and has the CEO of Apple and Academy Award winners or whatever. But I'm like, do we have more astronauts. I mean, that's – yeah, go ahead. But, but, but keep on. He went as far as to say that a degree from Auburn means nothing. Well, you know? <laughs> comments mean nothing is what means nothing. Um, it was so silly. It, it was. Um, what was I about to say? You were talking about freeze. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I, I think I interrupted you.
2: No, no, you, Jeffrey, you were saying. Oh, something. you were going to say about the stat that he was talking, trying to come up with that stat that uh, one in sixty-two. Oh no, you finished that one because you said twelve first downs, less than two hundred forty rushing yards, and four turnovers. The last team to do that was Troy in yeah. two
0: thousand yeah, yeah. and one. That was
2: twenty something years ago. And I said something about imagine being a freaking cow fan. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I just, I just no, remember I'm... that. Um. I can't remember what it was. Now y'all can talk about something. I, I was well. Let's something. at something on Monday that 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 I was trying to
2: remember. Well, we'll need to wrap it up here in a minute anyway. So let's yeah. l- l- let's let's think about what what what's the best case scenario Saturday for Auburn. And listen, by the way, you said this at the beginning of the show, Justin. But here we are talking about this, that, and complaining about this, that, being critical about this and that, and Auburn somehow two okay. and zero, yeah, and it's going to be three and zero in seventy two hours. Which is what you had to be
0: going into a and m undefeated was something that we talked about was was important, yep. and, and honestly, I thought i mean it was just as easy that they went in two and one to a and m I
2: mean you know you have to play sanford still, but we we feel good about that game uh, No, if they lose to the Sanford just cancel the season. tell
1: you what though, that's what that Cal game that cow game was there was almost nothing to gain. It was one of those games where you just can't lose. You, you can't lose. Winning it is like the bare minimum. Just You can't lose that game and try to get to – I mean, this season would have taken a dramatic turn for the worst if they would have come out with an L instead of a W. So it's like you got a W. It's not a conference game, but you've got a W. It's a non-conference. Now you – like burn – I was literally on the, like, burn the tape. Like, sure. walk it. obviously coaches, you know, do your job, watch it. But, I mean, I would be like, we gonna watch this like once, and then I'm burning it. Like we to say,
0: you know,
2: Just keep the scoreboard.
0: Yeah. Maybe the entire team, coaching staff, they felt this immense pressure that hey, if we lose this game, do you understand how bad that is for our schedule and our season mm-hmm. and our recruiting and everything? Is it possible that, that all of that pressure was just weighing down on everybody, and it was like it was just tight? Everybody was tight because of that, and it's, I guess it could be possible. I don't know. By the way, this line, forty six points. After yeah, the, some, some people don't even have a line. Like I've yeah. looked at some other sites. Yeah, yeah you I,
2: know
0: know. One. I couldn't find one uh, Sunday when I'm looking for the line on Sunday. I, I was on one.
2: Vegas Insider Zach, um, and Zach, I, I'm looking at no line on Vegas Insider, but Zach, has got us one from. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. VegasInsider.com. dot com. Either way, uh, Auburn is. will go with forty six, and the over under is what sixty four. Yes, 46-60. We'll, we'll go with that. Zach, Zach in the back knows more than we do about that. So uh, oh,
0: that's a big line after seeing Alvin's offense look terrible. Oh, I know what I was going to say, by the
1: way. Jeffrey was talking about the offense, and, he, and and Hugh Freeze said something that was kind of alarming too on Monday, which is he goes, I thought we were going to score 30 points. You were talking about like yeah. You were talking about like, whoa, where did this offense come from? Freeze was like, yeah. I thought we were going to go in there and score 30 points. That was shocking to hear him be like, I thought we were going to go in there and play really well and score 30 or 40 points, and they barely got the 14. So you talk about a guy that was shocked. I don't know if that's like, dude, you're not in touch with – I don't know, that's like they practiced away and they showed up a certain way Saturday, or that's a pretty big disconnect if you think you're going to roll in there and score 35 and you have one of the worst offensive performances we've seen. You barely get to 14. Like,
0: ooh, I think that gives the three of us credit, honestly, because we thought it was going to be a shootout.
1: Yeah. I thought so Auburn would go in there and score 35,
0: I yeah. said
2: Auburn would have to score 30 to win the game.
0: And, and what I mean by shootout is
2: was going to score. Yeah.
0: They scored 10 yeah. points.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. we
0: thought that too. We thought that too. So
2: we were on the same page. Let, <laughs> we they left, left 16 points on the board. I think it was 16. Well, yeah.
1: I mean they, yeah, there's a there's a count. I was on Twitter and some, some cow guy responded to an Auburn. He was mad about the win. He's like, well, y'all wouldn't have won if we would have missed a field goal. And I responded, I said, well, three field goals to be exact. You missed three.
2: And have one come off the board. Yeah. Like, I think
1: um, yeah. Right, Jeffrey. You asked what would be successful Saturday. Um, I obviously a win. I, I, it, to me, it's got to be. Um, I don't know what it's going to look. I don't know exactly how to des- define it. But there, you've got to see start to see some offensive identity, and that is a combination of that's a combination of Peyton Thorn playing well, pushing it down the field, and looking like starting to show semblances of a, an efficient passing offense and Peyton Thorne um, looking the part, getting multiple series. I don't know how it looks, but you kind of know it when you see it. You're like, okay, there's tempo, there's confidence, there's some different receivers getting involved, there's some, there's some different passing concepts that we're seeing get, in, get completed, there's some pushing the ball, there's 10-yard completion, 12-yard completion some of that type of stuff. You've got to start to see that happen because it, it just has outside of a couple of throws. I mean, the Jay Fair touchdown against UMass, the fade to Javaris Johnson against UMass, the third down back shoulder throw to Fairweather, which was kind of a desperation type play, but there hasn't been a lot of pushing it down the field and effectiveness. So I want to see that. And then the RPO game mixed in. I mean, if, if Freeze wants to see more of that, let's see that. It's a big part of their offense. So, I just that to me that's what you've got to come that's that's the biggest thing is is some type of you going, okay, I, I I'm see I'm seeing some semblances of what this offense needs to look like. The other part is just getting healthy. You got SEC play next week, specifically on defense. And if they don't play, they don't play. But you gotta start to see I wanna see Jalen McLeod, I wanna see Nehemiah Fritchett, I wanna see JD Rim. Those three guys have got to be out there and get healthy. Nick marner has been a little banged up on the other side, but McLeod, Rim, Pritchett, Kaufman is 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 kind of a game time decision with a concussion against Cal. They got to get healthy on defense. Those guys those guys need to be out there Sunday, and I need to see them pretty healthy so that you know another week uh, they'll be good to go against A&M. So that's it for me. Offensive identity start to see something there, and then I want to see some of these guys on defense look like they're getting healthy because they need them when SEC play starts.
2: I've got a quick one. I, I, this is what I want to see. I want to see 200 yards passing from Peyton Thorne. I want to see him complete 60% of his passes. I want to see a 100-yard receiver. I want to see a 100-yard rusher. Um, and uh, the defense may be giving up a late touchdown like they did against UMass. Other than that, that, a dominant, dominant game from the defense, if not a shutout.
0: Uh, I think it's really simple. You win the turnover margin. So, plus one, plus two in the turnover margin. Don't turn the ball over and get one or two on defense. And everything else takes care of itself, in my opinion. I like it.
2: Yeah, well, no but, turn, No turnovers uh, after that last week, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's bottom line, that's that's what I'm going to add that. I really do. I think that was the leading cause of everything. I don't think it was play calling. I don't think it was that Peyton Thorne was the worst quarterback of all time in that game. I think it was turnovers. Some of those things need to be better, of course, but it all boils down to turnovers for me. Yeah.
2: Thanks huh?
0: that, for sure. Um, all right,
1: Auburn-Stanford, 6 o'clock Saturday night, ESPN Plus, s c c Network Plus. Auburn should get the homecoming win and enter conference play 3-0, and but there's obviously some things they need to clean up and get better at. I think Freeze knows that. We all know that. Um, so it should be a... Should be a good game. Sanford, um, not a bad FCS team. Chris Hatcher, good offensive coach. Um, you know, they're going to be overmatched, but they're they're not. Uh... Zach Hell, Zach if, you Sanford the and UMass, if you put Sanford and UMass on the field, I don't know. I mean, UMass will win, but I don't think it'd be
0: um, a blowout. Hey, Zach in the back was right. Uh, I went and checked the film on his boy, Michael Hyers, quarterback at Sanford. Dude is ridiculous. He had a 77% completion rating last year with 30. Four touchdowns and four interceptions. So far, he's got six touchdowns this year, no interceptions. So he completed. Yeah, yeah Sanford ranked 18th. Zach says so Sanford ranked
1: 18th in FCS, and that's yeah, they're they're a quality FCS team um, that for a couple quarters might might do a little bit, but Auburn's obviously going to push them around as, as this game goes on. Yeah, um, wearing navy. What else is going on? It's an all navy game, and then uh,
0: we get ready to go to College Station.
1: Make sure to go to auburnlive.com. Check out all the football recruiting
0: coverage, all that good stuff. Are they still doing the? uh, Yes, one dollar one month. One dollar
1: a month and half off for an annual.
0: It's only (laughs) if you remember though. You just one dollar one month. You get in. You know, you try us out. Make sure you like us, and you will. And then it's all in, baby. Yeah, so go go subscribe. Go check out the
1: app. For anybody that's listening that's a member or doesn't have the app, go check out the app in the app store. That's pretty cool. I like it. It's similar to mobile, but to me it works mm-hmm. a little bit quicker. Just, hit the, just hit the app versus trying to go through Safari. And then, obviously, you can navigate to the rankings in, in the app way, way quicker. You can pop over to player rankings, team rankings for football and basketball, so make sure you go download the app as well. Um all right, guys, we'll see everybody uh, on Saturday down in Auburn. Should be a really nice day. At, by the time that game kicks off, probably be in the low 70s, something like that, so it should mm-hmm. be good
0: for, mm. today
1: for, some, for some football. Go to AuburnLive.com again. Check us out. Appreciate everybody for joining us. For Jeffrey and Cole, I'm Justin. We'll see you next time.